0: 4357. Once again, everybody, thanks for listening to AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode, as always, want to give a shout out to our sponsors that help us bring the show to you for free each and every week. Firstly, thanks to Angelo's Pizza. They're feeding us here as they always do while we record. And they, of course, bring pizza to you at our live events at Mount Carmel. If you want to try more of their pizza or anything else on their menu, it's all delicious. Head to Angelo's on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. And thanks to Smart Mark Video, they record all of our live events. And if you want to relive any of those or watch them for the first time, you can purchase that on DVD or digital download from SmartMarkVideo.com. And additionally, head to Powerbomb.tv, sign up using the code ABSOLUTE, and you will get a 20-day trial for free. And then stick around and just keep watching the shows that we put out there from the AIW archives. And as always, thanks to Jack Prince who helps take care of all of our printing and graphic design needs. They can do all of that and more for you, whether it be banners, t-shirts, business cards, flyers, everything and anything. For all that they have to offer, head to jackprince.com.
1: jkprince.com
0: Oh yeah, that's right. That voice that you heard, none other than the bone collector Dominic Garini. We're also joined by AIW owner John Thorne. My name is Steve Guy, as always, your moderator of sorts, and uh, today we record in the the shadows of the AIW Women's Championship being defended on, uh, well, not Powerbomb TV, a different network. We'll just, we'll say that, as that's on in the background
2: here. linear defense. (laughs) (laughs) So, we... uh, I just want to point out we're also 100% totally sober. There's not a drop of alcohol to be seen. Well, and now Worldwide walks in the door, so we'll see about that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> as Alex Worldwide Kalar joins World us here, <laughs> so
0: uh, on this episode we we owe you guys a series of recaps. Uh, this one in particular, December fifteenth, it was the Wet Bandit Show at Music Links and Men are on the Lake. Uh, fun, another fun bar show overall, right? Yeah, I liked it.
1: Yeah, I thought I thought it was a good one. Uh, this one, Steve was
0: not there. I was not there. I guess that's the first point.
1: As, as the whole time uh, anything, if anything went wrong. Uh, Thorn would always walk up to me and say, "Dom, this is all on your. This is all on you. This is your fault for this one."
2: Yeah, because this is your idea, yours and Doctor Dickhead. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was me. It was me and Doctor Dan after our reconciliation on the podcast. You guys got together. We got together, and uh, you know, one night at training, we told Thorn, eh, "Even though we we usually change outside, let's run. Uh, t- let's run music links in December."
2: And Dan said, "You could. You could. We could get through this. It all takes a little dedication." fucking confidence, confidence and respect and I don't respect. know the rest of his yeah. fucking bullshit with it, with I don't know that, how the confidence I don't know how the It's respect
1: good that, that. it's good that he instilled that dedication confidence and respect on you and I John because uh he showed up about 6:30 <laughs> Yeah,
2: we'll get to that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so how how did the uh the changing go? did everybody change outside
2: hold
1: on no we we kind of we kind of made the we used the upstairs so it was kind of like a rolling commentary table slash locker room and we used a little bit of the downstairs area change we we we, like set off a little bit of the backstage a little bit but it ended up working fine we were able to you know pack it in there but it worked out and it wasn't a big deal really well
0: that being said let's get into uh the card itself and we'll We'll throw down the rest of
2: the night and and you guys well, before in. before Uh-oh. we get before we get into the card itself <laughs> um i I had to do some running around i I can't remember but I was running late uh and there was like a really of course uh a really bad snowstorm that day yeah. and we're running in what is known as the snow belt mentor on the lake ohio. Yeah
3: is a uh, lake That's effect snow uh, for sure. So
2: uh it takes me a little longer than usual to get there because it is like a full on whiteout blizzard which is a, just a, amazing news as a promoter uh running this show that I did not want to run an, an additional <laughs> show in the month of December uh and a unexpected uh, the all week the weather was calling for c- clear and sunny days almost 40 degrees 40 degree day and uh I get caught in a whiteout blizzard uh it takes me a, a long time to get there and I just went well, this is fucking this is fucking great, and uh, I was driving there by myself, and I was motherfucking Dom and Dan, <laughs> the entire fifteen miles per hour that I was going, for what's already an hour drive from my house turned it turns into about two and a half to get there, uh, because we are in a full on fucking uh, blizzard, uh, I, and and on top of that. Uh, tequila jacks uh, music links uh they forgot that we were coming and i get the i, I get the worldwide uh texting me and uh, I'll, I'll let you take that over from there uh
3: yeah i don't know my reaction to a lot of the things that were going wrong that day was just a lot of huge fake laughter <laughs> which i think was starting to drive dom insane after a certain point but that's all i could do was just laugh and laugh and then laugh some more and uh you guys but got- yeah they took their sweet freaking time which fine Gave us more time at the buffet. I was just gonna say, oh, and what did
0: you guys course. do with that extra time while we oh, were away? Well,
3: we did some work at the old Chinese buffet oh, up the way. Absolutely. The four ninety nine one, not the oh. three not the four forty nine one. Getting a sponsorship we had deal well, we had
1: we had we had to put a big stop to Big Tuan Tucker prior to one of the other uh tequila jack shows or music link shows. He got a little too full and uh it affected match performance. So I of all the people to be the voice of reason it was worldwide going, Big Tuan, you gotta watch them carve his brother.
3: I like I said, he ate easily like four half basketballs worth of lo mein. Like, just take a basketball, cut it in half, and put that on a plate, and that's lo mein. Feeding feeding his muscles those carbs, man. You need carbs. You need carbs. I was like, maybe he's running like a marathon at midnight. I don't know what's going on. He didn't run a marathon in the ring that
2: night, brother. So uh, I get this text from Worldwide. He was like, "Uh, "Hey, the doors are locked, uh, and there's nobody here. Do you have a number?" I gave him the number to the guy, and he goes, they're not answering. Uh, they're not answering. Finally, uh, didn't the guy get back to you and go, oh, we didn't think you guys were going to be there till like, 7.
3: Yeah, it's like, oh, I didn't think you'd be there so early. And I'm like, the doors usually open at 6. How long do you think the spring takes to get up and set everything?
2: Well, we did push the doors back a little bit further because it was on a Friday uh, since we traditionally do shows on Saturdays there, I figured. Yeah. Let's give some people some time, which thankfully we did because there's a fucking blizzard.
0: Yes, which that goes back to they approached us for the show, too, because they already had something on Saturday. They want to do a whole wrestling themed weekend because Jeff Hardy's
2: band was there Saturday. Well, initially they uh, they approached us and they wanted us to open for Jeff Hardy's band, which uh, (laughs) uh, I said was uh, probably illegal uh, based on his contract. Yeah. and uh, B, it fucking impossible to just open up a concert with a wrestling event right in the middle of the fucking. Uh, Unless you know, he did
3: it like uh, ICP style and just played in the ring, but I'm assuming he had a band and he wasn't just rapping over his own songs. <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, is that
1: so, what he does? Is he
0: a rapper? No, I don't I'm
1: know. What the about about ICP? About ICP Steve.
2: Yeah, I didn't know if Jeff Hardy did it too.
3: No, wow. I don't know what the fuck he does. He's got his some game. new metal shit going on. Okay,
2: but uh, I was like, no, that's not gonna work. And they're like, okay, well, how about Friday, December the fifteenth? And uh, you know, all it took was old Dan and Dan and Dom to hear this news to really to really talk me into the positives.
1: Can I can can, can I try to defend myself on this one here? <laughs> you, could try. you could try. I thought it would be good to give some of the younger guys of the school an opportunity to have one last match for the year under the iw banner you know your parker pierces your twan tuckers guys like that to get them ring time because they're kind of at the point where they don't get a lot of outside bookings right now so i wanted to add the show for that reason um but yeah uh probably really dumb in in hindsight considering (laughs) it was december 15th it was in the snow belt and uh, it was about two degrees that day
2: yeah so uh anyway i finally arrive and uh First. Before you arrived, Jock had arrived, though. Well, <laughs> this <is> what I'm, <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm getting to.
1: This is my favorite part.
2: So I arrive, uh, and they have still not been let into the building. Uh, I get there at about 4.30, quarter to 5. They're still not let into the building. And I, I roll in, and uh, I see Kurt Hertz just <laughs> slamming beers. Coors Banquet. <laughs> just slamming beers in the parking lot. And I said, uh... What the fuck is going on? It, like it was like driving into the Twilight Zone. Kurt Hertz is slamming beers. Jack Sampson's walking around with a case of beer just in like it's not like we're not in a public shopping center like area. He's just walking around, passing beers out, and uh drink them if you got them. I see I see worldwide has himself a brewski, Brian Carson has himself a beer, and I go, What the fuck? has has happened today uh it's and i look at kurt Hertz and i go hey man i go you know i don't know that much about wrestling but i know that uh you don't do it that often and you don't come to training so i don't know if you should be (laughs) should be getting yourself (laughs) inebriated at 4 30 in the afternoon uh when you haven't been in a ring in about two or three months and he goes And Jack goes, hey, man, I'm just teaching these young boys what it's like to be on the road. I said, well, this isn't really on the road. This is like his home promotion. (laughs) Uh, So uh, instantly I just had totally washed my hands of this entire scenario before we were even loading the ring in because Kurt Hurts was going to wrestle later on that night drunk. And as we get to his match, it is very apparent that he was drunk.
1: (laughs) Yes. And then, I mean, there's one more moment of just the the frustration of the day taking – all all that's toll on all of us um we're setting the ring up which it's already you know very late and i four times ask where the turnbuckles are it comes to the point that i just don't feel anybody's listening to me so i just scream at the top of my lungs where are the fucking turnbuckles everybody gets really quiet and i just have to go in the truck and get them myself and as i pull them down i go was it so fucking hard And I just remember AJ Gray looking at me in horror that I was going to literally kill somebody.
0: Uh, Dom and the turnbuckles will be a recurring theme here over the next few weeks, uh, as you'll come to find. But uh, we've already brought his name up a couple times. Big Twan Tucker. And good thing Worldwide talks some sense into him because
3: he leads off the show. In a match with Big Mo. This is actually convenient, because I actually just watched most of this show last night on oh, DVD. Right. Buy it, fans. It's a good boy. Was this,
0: even though it was I, the end of 2018, is this Big Twan Tucker's match of the year? 2017. 2017. 2017.
1: Good oh, call. Clearly Big Twan Tucker's match uh, of the year. I will, I, I will
2: say that uh, it turned out a lot better than I anticipated, even with the snowstorm. Uh, you know, we, I don't know. We, we have over... Monsoon Classic is running the door. He says we have... Well over hundred people, which is uh, hey man for men around the lake, I'll take it. Yeah, and for snowstorm, that's good. Uh, Big Twan Tucker versus Big Mo. Now this is a dream match if I've ever heard of a dream match in my life. Uh, it, we we tease it at uh, we tease it at Russell Rager. Worldwide's brainchild here yes. of uh, big-
3: Biggins was popping huge up there in the cosmos for this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: for sure. Uh, this is right up his alley of uh, just fucking weirdos wrestling each other Two big, big brothers getting in there and big, fucking big boys hooking them up. Um, I, I do think that this was a uh, star-making performance for uh, Big Twan Tucker. Here's the thing about Twan.
3: I don't know if it's on purpose. It's probably not. But his facials are some of the greatest going right now. His eyes can tell you a story. (laughs) And at one point in time, Big Mo hits him with, like, an elbow.
1: No. No, no, no. That, like, elbow elbow. splash deal.
2: Uh, Whatever that was, Twan's eyes quadrupled in size. Well, uh, you know, I will say the only thing that I th- I really remember from this match is, uh, and it's probably the only thing that everyone else remembers, is Big Mo does a, r- a fucking running seated senton <coughs> on a Tuan, and he does, not, he does not pull that motherfucker at all. It is all Ooh. X amount of weight of Big Mo. I'll leave that up to speculation amongst all the listeners. <laughs> uh, just landing full fucking force on Big Tuan Tucker, in which everyone instantly... Assumes that there's going to be some internal bleeding going on. Uh, thankfully, he did not eat that much at the fucking uh, at the <laughs> at Don't the buffet. We right kept there? him on some chicken and broccoli. He was on a good diet. So uh, <laughs> I, you know, the match is the match is actually pretty good. Tuan has a fucking hell of a spear on him. You know, obviously, varsity athlete. If you follow yes. the life of Big Tuan Tucker, that's right. Um, Season never ends. He walks Stan upstairs Wolf. and. In what is the funniest backstage interaction I've ever had in my life, he walks up the stairs to the locker room and he goes, Y'all think wrestling's fake? That shit was for real. (laughs) And I just went, Yep, it it looked it. He goes, Woo, that was for real. Ooh, he's a big boy. <laughs> and I and it was the fucking funniest thing and all my stress of the day was gone until big until uh, Kurt Hertz Russell's later on in the evening and then I became stressed out again. Yes. But uh yeah, that uh Big Tuan and Big Mo, I would say go out of your way to see this one. Is it fair to say Big Tuan may be
0: the most endearing of the students
1: right now? If you spend if you Just spend more than if you spend more than 5 minutes with Big Tuan, he is clearly the most endearing aw student i want him on commentary i want (laughs) to stream him watching nxt i want everything i I guess
2: i guess we could skip uh, you know we could skip to you guys were doing a ring rental uh in which uh nxt takeover was on and uh big tuan tucker i hear he was really getting into that gargano match oh real
1: hard (laughs) and 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 worldwide worldwide if you would please tell the listening audience as you were uh, taking the ring down, what you said to him. Well, I was taking the ring down while a number of uh, students and other people that
3: should know better were, uh, you know, not taking the ring down and loading out. And, uh, you know, everyone's having a great time watching the match on Flynn's cell phone, you know. It's a miracle age that we live in. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, even five years ago, you couldn't imagine doing this. It's all moving too fast. But, uh So I'm just walking by, and finally at one point, I'm like, you know, my back hurts, and these big motherfuckers are not moving a goddamn thing. And I just go to Twan, and I'm like, Twan, just so you know, Johnny texted me earlier today, and he's not going to win, man. I'm sorry.
1: And he's like, oh,
3: fuck you, man. (laughs) And like everyone just popped pretty hard. And uh, then like somebody else, I'm going to let them remain nameless, came up to me, and they were like, did he seriously text you today? And I'm like, one, Johnny doesn't even have my goddamn number, <laughs> and two, if sure. he did, I think there's a long list of people <laughs> that he would be like, "Who am I telling the finish to this match tonight?" He probably would have told Worldwide. Twan before you. Worldwide's the one. He needs to know. He's <laughs> not going to pass this information along to anyone. Most He's not going to break Tuan's heart.
1: But yeah, man, Tuan's reaction when Candice attacked uh, Zelina Vega was—I heard out
3: of this that from world. outside.
1: Yeah, he was so excited. Miss Candice, is taking her out?
3: Like I said, and Terry. We need <laughs> and we need to get and Terry going on.
2: We'll see what we could do at the uh, maybe we'll put toss him on that Akron show.
3: There
0: go. There we go. Well uh, second match of the night is a well uh, worldwide, it's good that you're here because you were in on this. Ooh. It was uh, the production, Frankie Flynn, Colby Red, Derek Director, Magnum CK, and that's a stable that I think AIW fans are really
2: Coming to love and enjoy. I think this was uh, really part of, you know, uh, this this match took a key part in them, you know, uh, working as a unit. Yeah. It really
0: cemented them in a lot of ways. So then they take on the worldwide experience. Oh no, you're getting
3: Weird Body hot weird right weird now because experience. he it's saw the DVD. He got real hot. At it's this last Weird night. World Experience. Right, that was the name of the group. Yeah, but on the DVD and in the DVD, it says the Worldwide Experience and Weird Body was so disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't he blame was gonna, him. He was gonna he was gonna make a call to Gary, but I said, "Yeah, yo, I said Smart Mark's not not the." I think I think
2: I think I think uh, Smart Mark and Jesse the Mark they just used the uh, creative license on that one.
3: Yeah. Yeah, so, hey, thanks, guys. <laughs> so it's uh, it's the
1: Weird
0: World uh, teaming up with the Philly Marino Experience. A nice eight-man tag. And I, I,
2: I believe I told Worldwide that uh, he needs to buy Magnum CK <laughs> a bunch of drinks at the bar because he made him look like Tully Blanchard that night.
3: Uh, yeah I did watch it I was looking pretty good I had some, <laughs> I had some damn punches in that match man Tell you what
2: I will, It was your best, best in ring performance to date
3: could a, Only way it could have been better if I had thrown a nice nasty German But you know do
0: you
1: attribute you that, would have had your original merch you guys had Shut the fuck up <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you attribute that to being uh, To Magnum being just like
3: An awesome dance partner in the ring there we weren't. We were in a fight for our lives, Steve. Guy, yeah. dance party. <laughs> no, uh, that match was fucking sick. I mean, there's so many like fucking. I mean, there's just like good shit all over that. Fucking Philly hit that ridiculous moonsault. I did. See mm-hmm. You busted out a dive. I did. I busted out a dive. It was fully formed. It went to full term and it was ready to go. Recently, hit one was not full term. It was premature. <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, and also just the dive train in that match alone. I mean, it's a little too inside baseball, but like, I feel like it was like really well executed in a way that like sometimes people just hit eight billion dives in a row. And this one, there was like some teasing, and like it wasn't just 10,000 fucking dives in a row. You really
2: told the story out there.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, that's what I, I was going to say is I think that overall like that matched it a lot to help the kind of production out in general you know get them together you know establish them as this team and obviously the you know what happened later in the night was another big portion of that too we make movies it's the production
3: name though you know what was left on the cutting room floor i don't want to put myself over too hard (laughs) oh no, you know some of you fans might notice this you can notice this next time we're just in a whole pile of dives and just piles of dudes on the floor i'm a hell of a floorbound brawler <laughs> me and derek we're going to war on that floor we
2: were just karate chops I think vicious it, eye gouges I think, I think that's a t-shirt man war on the floor I know, I yeah
3: war idea. on the floor i mean also one of the best strike exchanges i ever had was actually uh way back in that johnny versus candace uh 10 man you and champa hooking it up no me and johnny were just <laughs> slow-mo blow for blow on that floor
2: Oh, like I said, front row fans, keep your eyes peeled. I'm a warrior. All right, uh, moving along there. The I just forgot that Worldwide and Johnny Gargano actually wrestled each other. <laughs> I'm sure Johnny wants to forget too.
1: <laughs> That's not the five star melter match, obviously.
3: No. The next match was uh,
0: AJ Gray representing No Consequences uh, taking on the other brainchild of this show. Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham, <laughs> brainchild, this show didn't arrive till about 7 p.m. Yeah. Hey, what time did the show start? 7 p.m.
1: <laughs> got there, put together a match, and uh, yeah, I mean, doctor,
2: as- doctor Dan got his fucking brain knocked off his head. I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, it was uh not the uh not the not the easiest night in the squared circle for Dan. No.
1: Uh, and like a lot of this match had like a lot of like back context because. Um, the kind of one of the doctor dickhead like ideas came from AJ Gray calling him that on Twitter. So they had a little Twitter banter back and forth, and AJ would find pictures of Dan and compromising positions and put him on Twitter. So that's like where a lot of the backstory came from. But Dan got hit very hard in this match. Uh,
0: I don't know that AJ Gray hits softly. I guess it's a large man. He is killing not him big. So- Mo large killing him softly. <laughs> <laughs> so go on moving on from there. Oh, now we come to the the Haas division, match.
3: You want to talk five stars. This is it, huh? Kurt Hurts' performance. This thing... Uh...
0: <laughs> the champion going into it, Joshua Singh, the golden boot, which was formerly a worldwide golden boot. Well, no, you, not at all. He, crea- he
3: created you it. You created the golden boot. I did. I found the gold. Yeah. At molded the gold into a boot form. Exactly. Gold's a very soft metal. That's why it looks like a boot that was painted gold. It's fucking gold.
0: Yeah, soft metal. It's real gold. Uh, so this match is the Duke, Joshua Singh, who's the champion going into it, Calvin Tankman, and Kurt Hertz.
3: And I would like to, uh, real quick, uh, just, uh, I'm trying to remember who
2: the referee was in this boy. The, but Was Calvin Tankman, uh, did somebody cancel? I can't remember. I, I mean, he rode along with somebody, didn't he? Yeah, he rode in, but I'm trying to think if somebody else was supposed was to Was it maybe be, just Oh no? To be a oh, oh no, Jock was supposed to be in this match. So uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, we we had to make some last minute switches, which we'll get to later. Happy uh, accident. <laughs> but uh poor poor Calvin Tankman, man, entering the entering the AW and the uh, He's in there with the Duke and Kurt
3: It was a good damn debut, man. I watched a thing. I was just loving it. And like I said, the referee and Pedro treated that boot with so much respect, showed it to each man in the corner, and then handed it off, and Pedro received it on the floor with so much reverence for this gold <laughs> boot. Uh, really, the Haas division is my favorite division to watch for aiw I love it you know who lots did not you know who
2: did not treat that boot with respect hmm. Kurt hurts because he did not care one bit about his performance Got I drunk. mean
3: Kurt has a a way of selling where a move happens to him and he sits up and then just kind of rolls around <laughs> there
1: was there was a German suplex in this match I think he I think Kurt took it from Joshua saying I thought he died I thought we'd witnessed the death I thought we were gonna have to Kurt, prop Kurt hurts up weekend at Bernie style. Put him in his car, and I like, push off the Valley View Bridge and just say he had he had no more life left in him. I Unless, mean, he had
2: the lake right there. <laughs> exactly. Let's not expose all our secrets, man. <laughs> well, what about when Calvin Takeman made his way to the outside? So I, I know that there's a, there's a sequence that happens in this match, and I asked the Duke. I said, "What the fuck happened?" We're uh, <laughs> like, Calvin Takeman is on the top rope going for a moonsault, and then the Duke just. Does this the shittiest power bomb ever. Oh, <laughs> oh that thing. Oh, <laughs> and I go goodness. I go, what was Not happening the there? Somehow he was on the
3: top rope, but then his foot was on the floor the whole time, like for that power bomb. It was a weird one. <laughs>
2: So uh, the Duke says that there was something else uh, that was supposed to happen there, but Kurt Hertz and his magical selling abilities rolling around just like <laughs> rolled and like stood up. So like there was nobody there for the moonsault. So the Duke <laughs> tries to call an audible to this guy, where he's just gonna power bomb him instead. <laughs> and that, that's why it looks so shitty because that guy's going for a moonsault, and the Duke just decides he's gonna go for a power yes, bomb.
1: Three hundred plus pound man, and Calvin it just and looks like two
2: guys just fall down.
1: I will say it's, uh, the Duke it's is the Haas
2: division, man. It's real. It's not pretty. The, the Duke is proud of
1: uh, it's, uh, being It's, the a, owner it's that that goes about through. weight limits for the Haas division. Yes,
2: it is about weight limits. It is not about no limits. Kurt Hertz somehow finds himself in the weight limit of the Haas division. Hey, man, you know he was—he's—he's—he's he's, he's getting a little bigger.
3: Okay. Well, still smaller than yet. he was when he joined the school. But
1: the Duke, the Duke takes this one home, though. Poor
2: Kurt Hertz. we may have seen the last of him, though, because uh, at the Uxwa, he he, le- he left and uh, had to go to the hospital.
1: Yep, oh, yes. another so Dr. John claims dare. another victim. <laughs> yeah, <dude>.
3: oh, R.I.P.
2: <laughs> well, we referenced Jock
0: Sampson. He was supposed to be in that match, but he is, in fact, in the next match
2: because, unfortunately, Tracy Smothers could not make it to the show. He's unable to make it because uh, all the other pizza drivers at Sandy's Pizza came down with the flu that's going around, <laughs> and uh, Sandy's Pizza uh, put deci- their foot down. They put their foot down and took away Tracy Smothers' uh, paid t- PTO day that he had uh, put in for. And uh, they said, if you're, if you don't come in and deliver these pizzas on this Friday night, uh, our hottest night of the, of the week, uh, you are no longer going to be an employee of Sandy's pizza.net. And uh, Tracy Smothers was forced uh, to, to pull off against, uh, against his will because uh, Sandy's pizza is going to pay him more than AIW is going to pay him over time. Uh, so, which
3: I mean, if that's not like the most indie wrestling thing on this earth, that like Tracy Smothers, <laughs> legend in the game. I don't know how old he is, but he has forty. The sa- yeah, forty. <laughs> you know, he's, he's a like ma- a, he's a very a mature grizzled forty. 40. Yeah. Grizzled forty has the same problems of like a nineteen-year-old kid on the indies of not being able to get it's off a, work.
2: It's a vicious circle, man. It's a vicious circle. So uh, we make. We make the change. Uh, you know, it's going to be impossible to find. I, I think it's going to be impossible to find a suitable replacement to Russell Kikutaro on that much notice. However, Jack Samson is a more than suitable option who was already, booked.
3: Hall of famers should be a millionaire consummate professional.
2: I agree. Jack Samson should be a millionaire. Uh, uh, Jack Samson is just one of those guys that, you, you know, he, he's, he's got to come and go at AIW, I think, I think when he's there for a long period of time, uh, it, it, he loses his kind of uh, mystique, but he's a guy that comes in waves and, and always delivers, and, you know, his his short, like, uh, stints, you know what I mean? He's like he's like when uh, Gold Dust would, uh, back in the day, he would be there for a while, You would get fired, You would come back, he'd get fired again. You know, that Jock Sampson's basically the A.W. Gold Dust. <laughs> That's not a, not a bad thing to be. He's gonna be, you know, in, in 10 years, he's gonna be in our version of 205 Live.
3: <laughs> Where you're like, I don't know if he's serious, but... Like, he's, like, really committed, but then you can see him also being self-aware. Like, he's, like, on so many levels as a performer and a human. I just
2: Now, worldwide, I know that you loved this Switch, and you loved this match. You were laughing hysterically. I was
3: destroyed by this match. What are the highlights for you from this match? Fucking, all right. In the goddamn intros, I mean, with the whole Pikachu deal, this, that, referring to him as Pikachu constantly, then turning it around, like... Cause he's like Jack can go like a little politically incorrect, you know. He's got his like redneck humor, all that fucking shit. But like he's also aware of like things outside of that. Yeah. But still disregards it. But like, it's the weirdest fucking thing on this earth. Like it only works for it.
2: It only works for Jack Samson. Yeah. Like
3: it's not something that anybody can do. But. Yeah, so like then at one point in time, like, you know, he's like just going back and forth and he's like talking all this shit to Kiku. And then Kiku is just like, Thank you very much. And like, he's like, I'm bowing to me. I'm not bowing to you. Fucking, blah, blah, blah. I voted for Donald Trump. Fucking, and then like, fucking, but then like he's like, Kiku's just like, Thank you very much. And then he's like, well, thank you. <laughs> and like,
2: just like getting like, just it was a fucking cartoon live, and it was fucking beautiful. I think I don't know how audible it was, uh, but when Kiko comes out, he says Tracy's mother's delivering fucking pizzas or something like that, dude.
3: <laughs> it yeah, the whole thing beginning to end. How was it. it on the
1: rewatch? Oh, it was
3: great. I mean. There are some things where, like, you, like, heard it better live, like, as far as some of the verbal stuff that you do on DVD, but you still, like, can hear it on DVD and, like, just, like, they have, like, a strong style ass-kicking contest that's, like, amazing, like, or maybe wrong style is the better term, but it, like, I mean, just beginning to end match of the year 2017, everyone can get fucked.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. it it's it's... It probably worked out better than if Tracy was there, to be honest, in retrospect. Uh, it was it was amazing. Uh, and
3: Jock still kept Tracy's name in there. Yeah. He's like, you know, he said he was sent there and Tracy was taking care of Missy and everything. Yeah. Continuity. Yeah. yeah. He,
2: he, you know, Jock knows how to tell a story, brother. Yep, perfect. What's up, everybody? This is Alex Worldwide
3: Killer here to tell you all about at Rift Store driver, Instagram, Etsy, eBay, etc., and he's got a humding a doodle here today. Not a doozy. You know, it was 1989 and Pat Patterson, he had to be thinking, where's some WWF merch for me? And Vince said, Hey buddy, I got your back. And he made this beautiful rainbow print WWF t-shirt. It is a size medium It's like new. That's dead stock? Is that what the new is? Well, Pat Patterson, he's alive and well. And you can be too in this beautiful shirt. Find out all about it at Drift Store Jobber, Instagram, Etsy, eBay.
0: Well, next match, uh, Mr. Excellence Personified Brian Carson taking on Eddie Only. This is uh, Eddie Only's aiw debut i think at least singles for sure right yeah this is his debut uh
2: you know eddie is a guy that uh he started coming to the aiw school i don't know about six Six months months ago ago or or so. yeah uh and it was just you know this goes into dom's point of uh you know let's get some of these guys that don't get on regular shows some a chance to uh to wrestle in the ring which is like i've said always it's you know me I have to hold up that end of the bargain as far as you know getting students is concerned and getting them ring time, uh, you know. <laughs> and I thought this was a good debut. Uh, Carson was a was a good e- you know easy heel for him to work with, and uh, Carson is definitely definitely underrated in his like it, he doesn't he doesn't go outside of his realm of skills, uh, and he knows how to work with them. And uh, I think that that was you know it, it was a good kind of in-ring thing for Eddie only to to ease him into the AEW landscape.
3: And Eddie's just been a great addition to the uh, whole crew too because like on top, like I mean, he's like a righteous dude. He like busts his ass, but also he has something that like some people that like come into wrestling school don't have, which is outside life experience, Mm -hmm. which can take you so far because if you're just like an 18 year old kid, it's like I've always wanted to be a wrestler and you come in and like you have no experience outside of that, that can go either way sometimes. But like he has a background in like music and tattooing and like fucking cultural knowledge and such that like a lot of people don't have. And that experience I feel can take you like a lot further inside of wrestling. Plus,
2: he's just a righteous solid dude. Yeah, I like I like uh, I like Eddie only a lot.
1: Yeah, it was a it was a solid way to kind of bring him in the fold. Uh, you know, otherwise just to echo what these guys say. Eddie's a great kid. And uh, it's awesome to have him around.
0: Well, next match, we go to uh, two members who are kind of hanging out with no consequences. They have a feud. Loser has to leave. No consequences. Trey Lamar and Malcolm Monroe the third. And then we get a surprise return in this well, match. I mean,
1: you kind of, you kind of blew the, you kind of blew like the big lid off right there. But yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, just trying to coast through here, Dom. I can tell. Go for it. It kind of comes down to this. Was you know, the last show, we knew that Chase Oliver was getting close to getting ready to return. We knew that he probably wasn't just quite ready in ring just yet. So we decided that uh, there needed to be a small issue between <laughs> between uh, Trey Lamar and MM3 because, you know, Chase Oliver was likely going to take MM3's spot and no consequences. So what better way than to let uh, two young guys who are looking for an outlet, you know, go out there and go wild. Nick Sanka just walked in in a Nick, dad hat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nick Senka. Would you leave your kid in the car, man? Yeah, I would. I would expect Sully to have that hat.
2: That's a real dad hat you got. It is.
1: cheering for Sammy Zayn tonight.
2: My goodness. But uh, bartender Nick Sanka. But
1: I digress. I digress. Um, no, it was you know it was a, it was a fun little piece of business. You know, uh, Trey's coming along. You know, well in his development. piece of business,
2: man. That's a real Jim Ross thing to say. It
1: was uh, you know Trey's come along well in his development. Um, and you know MM3 was a good dance partner for him in, in that regard of like You know Matching just athleticism Versus athleticism
2: What's next? Oh, Alright Well, And go. then of
1: course I guess you know We had the Chase Oliver return Yeah Which obviously you know A couple concussions So it was interesting to see Chase Come back in the building where uh, In the building that broke him In the building that broke him last So How was that response? Um, it was it was well. I mean, like it seemed like the fans were into it. And then I think the bigger pro- part of the everything here, you know, is like once again, like I said earlier with AJ Gray, and that is the angle that we went to later. But what was our next match, Steve? Our next match features TV's Colin Delaney,
0: oh ho, in a bar brawl with Parker Pierce, Party Parker P- Pierce. Boy, that's a tongue twister. In his element, in the bar, of course.
1: We well, yeah this this one was one where you know we wanted to get uh, Parker Pierce a uh, chance against you know a veteran you know to get in there and work with them because I know as Worldwide can say you know Worldwide's debut match was against uh, Tyson Dukes and Tracy Williams Whew. and that helped you out you and Weird Body out a lot in oh, terms yeah. of putting stuff together right I'd like a few more against uh, Tracy one of these days yeah and like I got the chances to work with guys like B J Whitmer when I was young you know in my career development so that's something that John does really well is he gets you know us young guys in there with veterans who can you know teach us and show us the way of things you know and how to work the right way.
2: Yeah, Colin Delaney is definitely super underrated in what he could teach people. Yeah, he's very
1: very say. very very
3: very good. I had one complaint about this match. <laughs> I was looking forward to pickle. I'm sorry, Party Parker Pierce catching some of those Colin Delaney hands, getting some of those chops because they're good ones. They're real good. But apparently he got a job. Colin got a job somewhere. He didn't get a job. He didn't get a job. But he
1: has, either way, he's, he's
3: had some job interviews. He's been getting some job interviews, and apparently they care about his chest and face a lot. So he didn't want to hit nobody or get hit, which really bummed me out because I was ready for Parker to catch those hands. I just
1: remember a moment where Colin looks at Parker Pierce and goes right to his face and circles and goes, you see this? Better look the same before and after.
2: was <laughs> <laughs> before the match? Yeah. What,
0: so they brawled into the bar, though. Did they not? This was finally... I feel like every time we're at Music Links, somebody's got to go towards the bar. And this well, was yeah, that match, I right?
1: Mean, no, I mean, the main event as well.
0: Yeah?
2: Yeah, and I also felt there was one point where they were going to jump off of something and it looked like they were going to jump through a table and I just stood there and I said, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we don't own the tables at Music Links. None
1: of them. We don't own really anything. Thing anywhere that's <laughs> <laughs> it's true
0: well our our next match uh joshua bishop and kurt stallion oh, uh, and uh as is joshua bishop's mo at music links he uh, died yes an ill-advised so moment
1: okay the the move in question that you can all watch on the dvd and or mp4 from smart mark I've seen Kurt Stein do this move many a times. Essentially, it's a Spanish fly, but it's done in reverse. So you do a full moonsault while Kurt hooks you. Now, young Mr. Joshua Bishop had asked me about the move, and I said, yeah, man, it's super dangerous. Have you ever done a moonsault? He goes, nah, I'll do it at training this week. I said, if you can do it at training, then I agree to take it. Well, he didn't go to training, and he never told me that he was going to do it, and next thing I know, he was on top of his head.
2: Yeah, that's gross. It,
0: yeah. the move looks like maybe that's what it was supposed to be when you watch it. Yeah, back. well, but
1: not at all. No, because he went right on top of his dome and was clearly concussed to the point of I texted him the next day and he didn't really remember much of anything. Uh, I he was very give,
3: sleepy, a little fuzzy.
1: Yeah, well, shout out to Weird Body and Wes Barkley who kept him awake that whole night because. You know, with the information we have on concussions, you're not supposed to sleep with a concussion. Right. So they kept him awake the whole night, and, uh, you know, they were good brothers, and, you know, we here at AIW like to follow, you know, a proper concussion protocol. Oh, (laughs) we do? We do now. Uh Poor
3: Josh never gets to sleep. We definitely do. (laughs) Was, uh, Was
1: Father Bishop there? No. No, the whole the whole Bishop of grade was not there. Uh they had a wake to attend. Um so yeah, they, bought, almost, they almost had another two, one. Yeah. Yeah, they almost had two to attend. Uh so they had two so they had uh so they had these tickets or so essentially they bought tickets and then did not attend. Wow. But that's Josh Bishop, you know, continues kind of his streak of these like real good music links matches, you know, in a singles environment. Um so that's kind of something that's been, you know, an idea there as he's had these matches with Jonathan Wolf. Um Mance Warner. Mance Warner and Kurt Stallion now. So he's got three in a row that have been pretty solid. Performs well. Just always one ill-advised moment. Correct. Every time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, then it's main event time. The Bone Collector himself, yes. Dominic Garini, Mance Warner in a UFC 1
1: rules match. Well, you said that wrong. It's UFC 1 VHS tape rules match. Oh, I, my apologies. Uh, Not that Pussy.
3: You- UFC shit now.
1: Yeah. So this is just mainly an idea that Mance and I kind of had that we were gonna brought on the bar and we didn't want the referee to look dumb for, you know, not counting us down. So it was the idea that we'd go do a no rules match and uh, you know, we just kinda did that, you know, based off of just the promo on on the top of on the top end of it. No. But um it was a fun match for me because I've seen Mance around and you know, Mance was a guy that always asked me about AIW, and I just had to tell him, you know, just keep doing your thing, keep doing your thing, and, you know, when the fans want you, you'll be there. And he showed up to do ring crew, showed up to a couple seminars. John took a note of him. Um, He did pretty well against Josh. Worldwide took a note of him. Yeah.
3: Oh, well, because he came up to me one time at the end of a show, and he just looks me in the eye. We had, like, done the Arn uh, seminar earlier in the day, and, like, I think I, like, shook his hand, but, like, you know, we were just, like, whatever. But he comes up to me, he's like, I'm doing shit, he's doing shit. He's like, Hey man, you wanna tell me something? I was like, What's up? He's like, How many fucking matches some of these kids have that aren't touching this goddamn ring right now? (laughs) And I'm like, uh, you know, not as many as you'd think. He's like, Yeah, I didn't fucking think so. Shit wouldn't fly in Indiana, man.
1: (laughs) Um But yeah, no, it was one And he and right there I
3: was like, I don't even know what your work looks like. I don't know what the fuck you do. You can paint yourself up like a clown. I love you. You're a good dude. <laughs> a clown. That's pretty specific. Um, <laughs> so he could be doing. It'd be a
0: terrifying
1: clown, actually. But yeah, no, it was fun with Mance. Uh, we brought around the bar. Yeah, that's a different kind of match for you, Dom. Yeah, no, it was it was fun. Uh, we brought around the bar a little bit. Um, we introduced a chair in the match. I did a running package power driver. It was all kinds of weird stuff, but it was fun. Mance is, you know, an easy and like an easy like guy to work with, and. I think so far, all of his matches in AIW have gone pretty well for him. He thrives in that bar crowd, too. Loves it. Well, that is the last match. We forgot We forgot. Actually, Steve, we forgot an entirely gigantic angle that we set up for the next show. Oh, yeah? Because John Thorne was not down here to remind us. After that Joshua Bishop match and his concussed stupor, um, No Consequences came out to celebrate with him, and then the production jumped them to set oh, up the match for
2: the next show. That is a big deal. More on that when we recover rulers of the world. Correct. All right.
0: But before we go, uh, bartender Nick Senka, you haven't been on here in some time.
1: How's, uh, how's dad interview. life, buddy? Oh, man. Good, man.
2: Good. You could dress like a dad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like my hat? Yeah. <laughs> Did you get that from Sami Zayn? No, I got it from uh, Josh Prohibition. Josh oh, Prohibition. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> is that, is How many
3: uh, Under Armour polos do you have now?
2: <laughs> a few. A few, actually. Is that your runner-up for the chili competition prize?
1: Yep. <laughs> Josh Provision gave it to me
2: and welcomed me to dadhood. Tell me
3: about meconium poop. <laughs> it's super black. It looks like tar. So like when you like drink too much Pepto-Bismol?
2: <laughs> I haven't drank too much Pepto-Bismol, <laughs> man.
3: Oh, I saw Eric Ryan a snap the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Crap chat,
2: baby. It's taking a weird turn.
3: Yeah. Oh, man, I think that's that's a good ending
0: point. Well, congrats, Nick Zenka and to Allie, of course, who probably did most of the work there, obviously.
2: Still
1: <laughs>
0: She says still am. Still <laughs> Wonderful. Well, for Dom Guarini, John Thorne, Alex Worldwide Keller, and of course, Nick Sanko, my name's Steve Guy. We'll talk <clears throat> to all of you next week, and we'll talk rulers of the world.